Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 431 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I'm so thankful. You would make FRL a part of your day-to-day as we have a big show ahead of us. We have a very special guest. We won't even introduce him yet. But he's a man that needs no introduction. His name's Sion Williams. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. He's the wrestling nomad. He's going to be headed to Iowa this weekend. But not for the Cyhawk. For another huge duel. Arguably a bigger duel. Number three versus number six. You and I versus Nebraska. To my right, David Dylan Duncan Bray. Hey. And it's a big show, and I wanted to start it off with some serious heat. Uh, we've got the director of operations for Flow Sports, the highly esteemed. The only higher rank in Flow Sports is the executive producer. So, Sion Williams is here. Sion, how are you? I'm doing great. Actually, the executive producer and I are just at the same level, bro. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> little, little film talk with Sion. Okay. Sion is a... If you don't know much about Sion, I'll give you the cliff notes. Sion, born in Jamaica, moved to New York City, Brooklyn, then Bronx. Decided he wanted to be a Hawkeye. Went to Iowa State, accidentally applied and got into the <laughs> wrong school. He asked on the campus tour, where are the Hawkeyes? Why are there so much about Cyclones? Then he found out he was at the wrong school. It all worked out in the end. He got cut off the team twice, but because of his work ethic and scrappy attitude, he was uh, he's a beloved Cyclone. He loves Iowa State. And he overly hates, in my opinion, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. And this this duel always brings out some, I'm sure, conflicting emotions for Sian. We had to have him on to talk about this duel. That I'll never forget a year ago, sitting in uh, Cliff Keen, Las Vegas, when Gomez lat dropped DeSanto, Sian, and the the look in your eye and the the hurt in your voice when DeSanto recovered. Um, how how tough was that moment, and have you recovered? That was a brutal one to watch, you know. Uh Couple more inches, pin, dual meat sealed. You know, it's been what is it, like sixteen years now. Two thousand five is the last time Iowa State won that duel. Oh my years. gosh! So it's been a long time. So you know, being that close last year, I was like, "Darn!" Wow, it okay. was just painful. <laughs> <laughs> now another thing about CN you know, you may or may not know is that he makes bootleg flow sports shirts and has for years. <laughs> and I got he would have an aquamarine one. He'd have an orange one. We'd be like, "Sion." That is not flow issue. You had that made. You got a t-shirt guy. 
But that shirt looks legit. Is that a legit Flow Sports shirt? Hey, this shirt is a legit Flow Sports shirt. All right. And the reason I make my own, get my own logos and everything done, because they just don't match my style. I like to be colorful. Okay. <laughs> I'm Jamaican. Okay. We like bright colors, you know. I love it. You got to have a neon green, that bright red. You bring a lot of color to um, Flow Sports in general. So we're going to get into this. Um, we're not going to have a, a ton of structure here. We're just going to kind of go match by match, talk about, you know, the ba basically the big stories here. Do the Cyclones have a shot? How can they do it? How can they make this happen? And, um, you know, there's some – I think there's a path to five wins for Iowa State. I don't know how you guys see it, but I think there's a way that can happen. There's also a path to ten wins for the Iowa Hawkeyes. So there's that, that kind of variance in this duel. Uh, so – why don't we start at 125 pounds? Number one, Spencer Lee versus number seven, believe it or not, Alex Mackle. Last time these two wrestled, it was a 13 to four major decision for Spencer Lee. Major. Major. Mm -hmm. And it was one where he came out, shot out of a cannon, and then couldn't, uh, Mackle hung tough and wasn't able to get the tech or pin that seemed somewhat uh, imminent for that match. So thoughts on the Spencer Lee Mackle match? We want to kick it to Sion first? Okay, we can kick it to Sion. I think last year it was a 13-4 to match last year. Um, I think Mack was much improved. Oh. Um, I think if the match starts right at 125, it's one hour weigh-in, you know. It's not like you get that full time. So, given Spencer in one-hour weigh-in matches, he uh, – he regularly fades in one-hour matches. If wow. if it was if it was like an NCAA match where he got two hours, three hours to recover, I'd go with a tech for our Spencer. But this one, I'm gonna go a regular decision, Spencer. Okay, mm, you wow. implying Spencer has a tough weight cut? Hey, every every time I watch hey, him in one-hour matches, you know, there's there's something I don't know if one it's hour the weight cut, but think about his losses. Of like, there's many. There's not. But although he lost in Midlands, more of them have happened in tournaments than duels. More of them have happened yeah. in tournaments and duels. Hmm. So maybe it's not weight cut, but there is something like back half of the match. Even even at uh, Chattanooga, right? Second half of the match was not the same as the first. Sure, half of the match. but I don't think it's a weight cut thing. Yeah. Okay. I right. I buy that. Yeah. So okay, crazy. It's gonna be a crazy atmosphere. This is at Iowa State. How how rowdy can Hilton get there, Sion? You know, for the first time since the Kale era, there's some excitement there. So I expect it to be just about as sold out as is if it was going to be in Carver Hawkeye Arena because I know the Hawkeyes are still going to travel six or 7,000 to Hilton. Hopefully we lock them out and, you know, don't don't sell them no tickets. What do you think about that? What do you think about the curtain? I think they – I think Coach Dresser incinerated it. Your thoughts? It's an Iowa State match, you know. It's – uh. Big match. The fans want it. Sell the tickets. It's good for the sport. Did you say as sold out as it would be in Carver? Are you talking percentages? You said I, it would be as sold out as it would be in Carver for, Hawkeye? For, for, as, for as much excitement as it is this year, I expect it to be just about a sold out crowd. Love and it. it's also okay. alumni weekend. I think, it's gonna be a, I think it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. Alumni weekend, a bunch of Iowa State wrestlers are coming back for the weekend. So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be rocking there. Okay, so Sion has it 3-0 Hawkeyes right now. Someone should keep score of this. Eh. Yeah, I'll, where, where do I'll you get it rolling. Uh, I think um, Sion's right. I think Mackle, I mean, look, we talked about yesterday, Mackle's number seven in the country, and 
the last time they wrestled, Spencer wasn't able to uh, do Spencer Lee things and get a Tekker pin. We have probably completely unrealistic expectations of how dominant Spencer Lee should be. However, I think we're going to see more of that this year. I see it probably being about the same, like a 13-4 score, uh, with Mackle maybe trying to come on late to the best of his abilities. But I still think Spencer gets a major and starts the Hawkeyes off with uh, with bonus points. And I also think I'm very curious about where this duel starts, given the new coin flip rules and what what, what would be most yeah. advantageous for either team. We should probably talk about that as we kind of go through the – through the matches, like where the best start point would be for the Hawkeyes and where the best start point would be for the Cyclones. The, I feel like the Hawks would want to start at 25. Finish just with Cassiope. They just like to – they're just traditional like that. Mm-hmm. I think they would just prefer that. Who's who's really cutting the most weight on either of those teams, though? I feel like no one – there's no no one with like a Quinn Kinner or a – Probably Todd Small. Todd Small. So they start at 33. I'm going to have a name as Todd Small, but you're not small, you know. Yeah. I know. Cutting weight. <laughs> It's a, it is confusing. Okay. 133. Speaking of Todd, not small. He's kind of small. Uh, Paul Glenn, we think, will be taking the mat there. Although, the, this is a big question. If you're Iowa, do you drop DeSanto down to 33 where he's kind of hovering and use um, someone else at 41? It, I think Murin's availability is... Did you guys make your picks? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh, I'll say... Spencer, I'll say Spencer Tech. I'll say Spencer Major. His first period is just like legendary. I think he's gonna get up. I think he's gonna be up by ten points after the first period, and then he's gonna like maybe let off the gas a little bit. Would you guys like the stats from last year? Because I have them handy. What's the stat? Spencer Lee in the first period, 181 points scored. Spencer Lee in the second period, 39 points scored. Spencer Lee in the third period, 32 points scored mm-hmm. last year. Oh, a good portion so of those matches words, don't go to the second or third period. Yeah. Yep. yep. So However, you say Mackles will stall the first period and take the stalling point. Yes. Like, that sounds like a game do. plan. <laughs> yes. That's what he should do. I don't know if it'll work, but it's a thought. And I don't think Spencer Lee's bonus expectations are unrealistic, no matter. I think they're very realistic based on <laughs> the people he's bonused. Sure, but I'm saying, Pitch, like, historically. Nato, Rivera. I know. but That's I don't a think, hard pace to keep up. Yep. Tecker pin everyone. What right. But for people to think that it's possible that he would Tecker pin everyone is not unrealistic because he's other than basically many of his elite opponents, he's bonus, including Rivera, I'm pretty sure he's he's based major. on the people. Oh wow. Wow. Sion's listening to the show. <laughs> very very inception of him. Okay. That's 125. 133, I'm saying it's going to be Glenn versus Todd Small. Let's just operate under that assumption. I don't think we'll see Gavin. I don't think. You never know. Gavin did win the wrestle-off, but then didn't look great at Luther from what I could tell. So I don't know what what they'll do with that. These two hit last year, Small and Glenn. Small beat Glenn, of note. Uh, Sion, how do you see this one going? Well, I wasn't impressed with Small this past weekend. Um, Tough critic. It looked like, well, I don't know. He didn't look like he had that energy. He looked like, I don't know, maybe it was the weight cut, first time yeah. one-hour weigh-ins, but he didn't look like he had that energy. Um, Glenn, he's decent, but this one, toss-up, I'm going to give it to the Hilton advantage and say uh, it's a 2-1 match in there somewhere, a stalling point difference. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll never forget when uh, Bracky and I, and I forget who else was with us at Iowa State, went there and we met Todd. I didn't really know him. And I was like trying to get to know a little bit about him. So we're like, so what way are you thinking? And he's with David Carr, who he is as big as, if not bigger. And so I'm thinking like 49 or something like that. He's like 33, maybe 25. We're like, what? <laughs> like, how is this possible? But he made 33, so I, I'm sure that's an adjustment for him. I'll take small. I'll say uh, he does it again, gets gets his hand raised, a little better weight cut this time around. Although Glenn has shown he he, he gave up three first period takedowns against Chattanooga, which is not good, but it's also good that he's like he can get give up some takedowns, which I could see happening in small and persevere and find a way to come back. So I, I think Todd's a little tougher than his Chattanooga opponent, but so for that reason, I'll take small in this one by decision. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go small by decision, but I honestly think we see DeSanto. Yep, I do too. You do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kept him They kept him within striking distance in his weigh-in last week, and I, you know, I think, I wonder if some of the caution around Max Murin Boy. at the tournament was one match so that he can get in the, get in the duel and make sure nothing goes wrong. So mm-hmm. I don't, that's kind of what I, that's how I see it going, but if it's, Todd Small, I have him getting the win. I think it would make the dual meet maybe a little more intriguing, but uh, if they go with Small, or if they go with Glenn. There is a risk. Uh, I mean, DeSanto's basically a guaranteed win at 33, and yeah. at 41 against Parker, Parker's someone who's beaten him. But I, right. I'm i just wondering if Murin is not available, who else do they put out at 41? Yeah, if Murin's not available, I think this is what we see. Okay, so it's a Murin availability question. I think so. Mm-hmm. He <clears throat> he wrestled last week. Mm-hmm. There's only one match, but he wrestled. So he has some he level. He finished the match. <laughs> he pinned the kid. Yeah, it was like 20% Some of level of healthy. Yeah. yeah. So so maybe, yeah. So it could be DeSanto. Because if DeSanto has to weigh in light and wrestle Ian Parker, yeah, the more I think about it, the less I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I think we will see DeSanto at 33. Shall we redo our picks then? Should we redo? Let's go to Sion for the vote. Should we redo it? Well, if DeSanto is at a... I see a tech fall. DeSanto. Whoa. Tech fall, Todd Small. Yeah, t- coming off the scale, <laughs> tech fall, Todd wrestling uh, DeSanto, that's yeah. uh, that's not the guy you want after a tough weight cut. Yeah, that's that's what I think too. I think I think tech is very much in the realm of possibility. If it's Just like three dumps. Yeah. Boom. That's all he needs. So, oh, Sion goes Tech for DeSanto, CP. Ah, uh, yeah, Tech. Yep. So you got a 10-0, Bray. Yep, Tech. Uh, Man, there's so much variability here. We'll go, we'll go major, but yeah. Okay, then we've got Parker versus Murin or DeSanto or who knows? Is Brody Growth is still available? A lot of possibilities. I hope we see Parker Murin because that match last year was insane. Like yeah. there were five, five matches in this duel last year that came down to either like closing seconds or overtime. Mm-hmm. This was one of them, and uh, I, I would, I would love to see it. Yep, it was a five-four win for Parker. I'll say Parker wins it here. I think uh, no matter who he wrestles, I think he's he would be a favorite, and I really like his style. I think. He'll wrestle well in the environment, and he wrestles a nice hard pace, so I don't see that affecting him. So I got Parker. A couple decisions. Decision, you boys. Mm-hmm. See you on. 
this, if you put DeSanto or Murin out there, you know, Parker has some big wins. I'm going to go Parker. I say he beat whoever they put out there. Whoever. Even if it's Brent Metcalf, he's got it. <laughs> of course. He'd win by disqualification. The man's overage. Oh, that's right. Wow. The ultimate victory. <laughs> overage. Got it. Okay. Yeah, decision for Parker. Pat Lugo, Jarrett Degan. Okay. This one is always a bonanza. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it, it is um, – you want to talk about a style clash? This is this is what we have here. Dagan likes guys on his legs. That's where he can score a lot of stuff. He's got leg attacks of his own, some low level stuff. He's good on top. He's just so funky. He's six like two or something ridiculous. I mean, it's it's preposterous. This guy was a forty one pounder, guys. He's quite tall. He won matches at one forty one. So him versus Lugo. I like. I just like Dagan. I don't know. I think he has that kind of winning quality about him. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, okay, so Dagan's two and zero against Lugo, and when you when you see a guy like Lugo who's lost, you know, somebody who's lost twice in a row, you're like, okay, can we figure out how he can score on on Dagan? Well, he scores on Dagan all the time. Yeah. Like he takes him down regularly, comes out to a like a big lead. Um, but it's just like winning the actual match. He can't hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. So until he does, I think I'm going Dagan as well. So in the duel last year, it was seven four tiebreaker one. Then NCAA's, it was eleven nine. Like yeah, we, saying, we both rewatched that match somewhat recently, and it mm-hmm. was it was a wild ride. Now, I never watched Sion wrestle, unfortunately. <laughs> but if I had to guess your style, I would probably describe it as Degan esque. I just feel like I wasn't good. You weren't good. <laughs> I was terrible. <laughs> so there was nothing to watch. <laughs> nothing to Similar watch. body types. Yeah, but I'm just saying well, from a body, just stylistically, you know, the best version of yourself, it would probably look a lot like Jared Degan's style, if I had no, to guess. No, I'm not that tall. Like, what, 5'9"? Yeah. All Got right. it. Okay, okay, never mind. Well, I stand corrected. Yep. All right, here's the match. The marquee match. The big, Wait, what? I'm going to go with Degan on my yeah, score, you too. you let the rest of us pick there, Ombre? Oh, I thought or? everyone picked. Sorry. Like, that's... No. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're all going... Taken by decision in a over-under 18-point match. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. Moving on. Number two, Caleb Young versus number 19 for now. Come David on. Carr. Marquee matchup. This is the big one. This is the biggest match of the weekend as far as I can tell uh, because I, I think we're just going to learn so much about David Carr. I think this is the perfect match for Iowa State to start at. You think they should really? start here? Yes. Why? Okay. You know, it's a good way – to electrify the crowd right off the off the bat. So put the I, freshman out there. Mm-hmm. If he goes out, then do his thing, electrify the crowd, and inspire everybody else following him. Love the inspiration. Okay, so it sounds like you're pre- predicting a David Carr victory. I'm predicting a David Carr victory. What do you it's think? It's gonna about- be a close one, but I'm predicting a victory. Okay. I say Caleb Young gets hit with a couple of stallings. No. That's not very Caleb Young-like. No. Um, Stalling? No way. Here's how I see it going. Carr comes out, gets a couple early takedowns. Yep. But I see maybe it's 4-2, and at the end of the first, Young snakes one, makes it 4-4 at the break. Young rides him tough, maybe. Carr just doesn't quite have it at the end. But you leave the match thinking this is going to be uh, – this could be very different come March. So I have it as a young decision, but I think we're going to come away really impressed with Carr. Uh, I think he definitely gets 
get some takedowns, but I think it's this is young right now. And I even though I think it's a I think here's another thing I think. Home crowd, I think that can have almost like it can be so amplifying for a freshman in that moment. It's just total, you know, just hypothetical. But I just think that could actually be effective against David in a way, which makes no sense. I don't sense. know. He's grew up in that family. He he grew up knowing about the big moment. You're right. Being the big stage. Maybe I could be very wrong. True. Uh, David Carr has wrestled at World Championships. Mm-hmm. David Carr has wrestled in big matches his whole life. The stage will not be a thing for him. Caleb Young is wow. a tremendously good wrestler. David Carr has potential to be a transcendent talent. I'm going three for the Cyclones. I Yeah, I'm – I'm gonna go with Carr as well, but I think wow. I think the match plays out a little bit differently um, than than the way you predicted, Christian. I think I think Carr may get out to uh, like a pretty comfortable lead in the first period, maybe even second period. But I I can't help but think about the the matches that we saw David Carr win at the Junior Worlds, where he's up big and then like man at the end it just feels like he's barely holding on and i i kind of wonder if we'll see something like that where it's where it's caleb young who's the one that like is making up a bunch of ground at the end and then everyone's wondering will he get him next time so i i think mm. car uh i think car wins um but i do i do worry a little bit about his the third period optics anyway i think he i mean he he wins a lot of matches that that look ugly at the end um and i kind of wonder if that's going to happen just because caleb Young's going to push the pace the whole time but i have car coming out on top yeah, I I think I didn't say this match is the biggest match that he's wrestled. I don't think he's ever going to have wrestled in an atmosphere like this, even close. The Junior Worlds is yeah, it's not like this. It's not like this at to make the Junior World team. It's not like this at Ohio State. It's not like this even at who's number one. Oh, the crowd will certainly be different. But well, that's what I'm, the, the moment will not get to him. Well, I think the crowd can make the moment um, different. That's just my thought. You lose yourself in the <laughs> moment. <laughs> Okay, 165, Bull Watch, 2K19. Alex Marinelli taking on Chase Straw, NCAA qualifier for the Cyclones. Now you'd say, on paper, this looks like bonus for Iowa, but then the Chattanooga match has me wondering, well, maybe not. Sion, thoughts on the Bull for Straw? Straw, well, you know, he, he lost a tough one last week, you know, giving up that takedown right at the end. So I don't know if those guys might be a little too big or strong for him moving up from 57. So that I got to go on that uh, from what I saw last week. And from what I saw last week, right now, I'm going to say the bull is hovering on a manger. Yeah, I think so too. I think I – just, I just think it was tactics with Alex last – I think he he's wanted to ride more. I think – Especially if the bull, the bull, if the duel is somewhat in the in the balance or whatever, I could see him um, just go and catch and release more, and then I think that'll set up like his cow catcher potentially. But I'll say major for Marinelli here. But Chase Straw is really really tough. Doesn't get bonus often, so so it, it's gonna hover around that. I think. So <clears throat> CN's got a major. CP's got a major. I'm going to go with the regular decision. Uh, yeah. I believe, I personally believe that I was very uh, confident in this match and whatever tactics maybe that Marinelli was trying to do, they may continue and, and, and allow him to continue to work on his riding early in the season. So I'm going to stick with with uh, decision as well as it being on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, 
going to go with the decision for Marinelli as well. I Man, Iowa State last year approached this duel with just like really smart tactics in each match. Mm-hmm. They were, they like, I think they were favored in two maybe of the 10 matches and they took five and even the matches they lost, they, they hung in there. Like, like no one thought Mackle would go more than a period. Right. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I, I think I think Chase Straw is going to be not necessarily primed to win this match, but primed to keep it within a three point decision and primed to like wrestle really hard the whole way through. So I think it's a decision. And you picked Carr, right? Uh, yes, I picked Carr. Okay. Yep. One seventy four. One hundred seventy four pounds. Kim Dog Millionaire. Michael Kimmer. He's back. He scored a twenty one point tech fall on Saturday or whenever it was. He's taking on Marcus Coleman, who is tough for Iowa State, uh, an Ames native. Sion, how does the Cyclone navigate these uh, Kim Dog waters? Well, I don't think this is a good match for uh, for Coleman. Every time I watch, you know, Kemmerer is good on top. And then I watched the match with uh, Northern Iowa last year. You know, he got killed on top. Um, he has – and even when he, he came back against Oklahoma, but it's a top, it's a top wrestling what's going to be the problem. Because last year when he watched, what's his name, Mantelone, what's that Oklahoma That's Virginia? it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's his it. name. Yeah. <laughs> when he wrestled him, you know, he was down 12-0 in the first. Yeah. Then uh, Mantelone, uh, you yep. know, died and, and lost his lungs. But I don't see that happen with camera. And I think the top's going to be different in um, Go Tech for. Whoa. See, I, th- I thought I would be bold in predicting bonus here as well, but. Um, Sion, you're, you're, you're taking it to another level. I'll, I'll say major, but th- I do really think a tech fall is in play here for, for Kimmer. I just think because he <clears> scores <throat> in, you know, they say in bunches, but like t- he goes takedown to turn really well. He's really good on top. I, you know, those six-point things, they, they add up quickly. So I'll say major out of respect for, for Hilton Coliseum. Major. Seeing Kim, my – some of my concerns <clears throat> of Michael Kemmer and his body were uh, alleviated last weekend, and that dude looks back to form. So comfortable major, like pushing for a tech. Yeah. I also have no concerns about Kemmerer's body, which looks enormous <laughs> at the weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a major decision. I feel like he could go up another weight and he'd be fine too. But like he could be an 84, no problem. I'm dead serious. Like next year with with Nelson and everything, if Nelson's like really good, it's like yeah, maybe I'll go eighty four and Nelson goes seventy four, and maybe the team will be better. I don't know. For the record, right now CP hates the Cyclones the most. Dang, he's twenty one to six, and I hate the Cyclones the least. I have it fifteen to nine in favor of the Hawkeyes. Okay, we're coming around one eighty four, where we'll see Cash Wilkie and Nelson Brands versus Sammy Colbray. Both Just kidding. Uh, I got Colbray by decision here. I think it's I, definitely a winnable match for the Hawkeyes, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to put Nelson Brands out there. You think? Why do you think so? I think it's an Iowa crowd. I think they, 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 they're going to want to see a Nelson Brands out there. Cash Wilkie also from Iowa. But, you know, it's the, it's just the Brands thing. I think it's they're going to put him out there just because. You think he's going to be their starter, or do you think it's just for uh, the pageantry of the Cyhawk duel? I wouldn't doubt him be the starter by the end of the season. Why? Yeah. Why did Wilkie wrestle at the Luther Open? I don't instead know. Of, he looked obviously very good. Two texts, two pins. 
but he he didn't start. I, I mean, so it does make me wonder if they are, um, I, I don't know, dealing with, like with a health issue with him or something. Seems like four matches compared to one would would not necessarily indicate that. But yeah, but I I mean, because they went with brands against a ranked opponent last week, it does it does make me wonder if there's a chance we see him this week. Yeah. Um, okay. I I got Colbert either way though. Colbert de- either way. In a decision. Colbert in a close one. Yeah, it'll be close. You like you like Colbray? Long as he gets a good lungs, the guy could be good. He has all the talents. Colbray for me as well, CP. Yep. Colbray. De- decision. Now coming up on 197, Joel Shapiro versus Jacob Warner. And uh, you know, watching Warner, he looks good, but not not a point scoring machine. Not firing off a lot of his own attacks, so I think it's just a decision win for for Warner here. But <coughs> I think Shapiro is going to have a real hard time scoring on someone as good as Warner. Regular decision for Warner. Yeah, um, this is a very strange match. You think? Well, just Warner only went in five four last week, and then. I'm still I liked Shapiro coming out of high school, but I'm still unsure kind of what his ceiling is. Mm-hmm. But right now I don't think his ceiling is beating Jacob Warner. So definitely think it's gonna be a Warner win. But this is this is one of those ones I'm just kinda got my eye on for intrigue purposes of both those guys long term down the road. You know, this one could be the surprise match if there's gonna be an upset. Mm-hmm. I could see it here. Really? I- yeah, I I don't. That would be an upset. I, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I'm not gonna pick that. I think I think Warner wins <coughs> this. But like watching the the Jacob Warner Tom Lane match from NCAA's last year, oh boy. right? Like like he he kind of sometimes take I don't know takes a period off or he I, like I don't I don't exactly how to describe it, but he'll just sort of let off the gas for a while and and like and sometimes guys can can beat him in those matches but i i think it's jacob warner in a decision i don't see any way that he opens it like opens it up to the point of getting a major so man i tell you what joel shapiro last year was busy in his redshirt year mm-hmm. he wrestled in one two three four five six seven opens including the scuffle you and i open so he he got busy and all his did. losses were pretty good he did u.s open he might have done u23 as well so he got his math time he, in. I think he was in Super 32. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this year he lost to Drew Phipps 4-0, which has me a little more concerned and a little less. And, and he lost to Tyree Sutton, who I don't know, but he goes to Grandview. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> that guy's gonna that guy's gonna challenge Warner. I just don't I don't see it. So I've got I've got Warner a, a comfortable decision there. Every year, either on one side or the other, there's right. always upset match. Mm-hmm. There's always one match that nobody thought somebody had a chance to win and that pulls it off. I think this is that one match. You're exactly right. right. Every single year, this it it happens, right? And there's been bigger upsets than Shapiro over Warner this year, for sure. Man, that that um, match that Warner had last year with Willie Miklas in this dual meet. Oh, that was, was insane. Came down to the wire. That was crazy. Willie, like, um, kind of made a mistake at the end, right? Yes. Yeah, should have just rode him. Well, what's that? He should have just rode him just let, instead of going for it, trying to turn. Yeah. 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 But, dude, that was Miklas. He was just – he was a wild man. He would try stuff. He was always kind of going for it. And sometimes it – Get him a pin in the blood round, and sometimes it would, you know, lose at yeah. the last second to 
Jacob Warner. Um, yeah, I forgot that. Man, they would have won the duel. Yeah, that was the duel. Oh, wow. You must be kicking yourself after that one. Okay. Hey, heavyweight. Anthony Cassiope versus, we think, Anning Grimmel? We think he's not suspended? <coughs> no way to know for sure. Um, Sion, get. Well, first of all, I'm going to give Grimmel some advice here. Okay. <laughs> um, advice corner. With let your coach yell at the referee. That means he gets the one t- he gets the point the one team point deducted, but when you go out there you get disqualified you give up six team points. So let your coach do the arguing. That's good advice. That is good. Advice. Um, now Cassie Bop if he wrestled, he wrestled Gremmel last year and it was a it was a pin. At the end, um, Cassie Op looked good this weekend when he wrestled at Chattanooga. Uh, he says he wants the Iowa pin record. Do you like that that uh, braggadocious attitude? Well, everybody's got to have that attitude. Well, they don't. Not many do. Not and publicly. Not many and, put and, it out there. And he, he could have that record as long as it's not at the expense of Iowa State. Mm, it might be. Um, but we don't know who they're throwing out there right now. You know, I think Gremmel is in the home crowd. You know, I think if he wrestles. I'm going to give it to Gremmel. Wow. Whoa. Wait, hold on. G Grimm, hold on, hold on. I am giving it to G Grimm so if he wrestles. G Grimm. Okay. All right. So you have Shapiro and Grimm closing yeah. it out. Wait, you have Shapiro winning? Yeah. Oh, I well. said this. I said that is the upset match of the duel. By well, Penn? Well, now hold no. on now. Oh. He's going to gut it out. Well, in a shocking turn of events, Sion has the Cyclones winning. Wow. 18-17. Six title. matches to four. Wow. That could not have worked out any better. That is something. That is why we brought you on. Cassiope is a pinning machine. Doesn't matter who they throw out there. He's going to he's gonna get the pin. He's going to seal the duel. You're that sure? He pinned Grimmel last he, he year. He pinned Grimmel last year. He's going to pin their backup if they throw him out there. The kid is freaking good, and this is, this is the type of matches. This is exactly why they brought him in to be a Hawkeye, to drive home the ice pick through the souls of the Cyclone fans. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, that's just cold, man. That's graphic. That's I why know. I said ice pick. It's cold. No, but for real, like that. That is precisely why they brought this guy in, and that's the kind of guy. I thought they brought that, him in just That's the kind of guys that Dresser is going to try to bring in for the Cyclones over the next several years as well. Do the same thing as the Hawkeyes. Ice but right guys. now, the Hawkeyes yeah. have that guy, and the Cyclones don't. That's a good point. Good point. I, yeah, I think Cassiope's going to get a pin. Yeah, I do too. I, I don't know. Gremmel's good. Gremmel's really tough, but Cassiope just... So we got Cassiope pinfalls to close it out for the table. Sion has the miracle on ice. Um, (laughs) Do you believe? So we'll see. I'm a cyclone. I always believe. Okay. So CP beforehand says there's a path to victory for Iowa State. Says they could win five. However, he has it 30 to 9 in favor of the Hawkeyes. (laughs) David Bray has a 25 to 12 in favor of the Hawkeyes, and I have it uh, 24 to 12. Some notes for you guys. Total Cyhawk series. Sion, how many wins do the Hawkeyes have over the Cyclones Too in the great many. sport of wrestling? Too damn many. That's correct. 65, 16, and 2 Easy. is the all time series oh, record. Boy. The last time Iowa State beat Iowa. 2005. I have it as 2004. December 5th, 2004, Iowa State 19, Iowa 16. The last time they beat them in Ames was the year before in 2003. Iowa State 21, Iowa 13. This according to the Iowa 
media guide. Yeah, I was at both those dual meets. Wow. Okay, so you were there to witness history. Now, Sion, there, Sion's many things, as we've established. If you don't know, Sion is a comic book aficionado. He has, by his records, thirty to 40,000 comic books in a locked vault in his garage. I have way more than that, bro. Over uh, 60,000. I just listened to Spay's stupid podcast. Over, I'm pretty sure he said 30 000. to 40,000. Apparently, he ordered around twenty to 30000 in the last month. Now, regardless, we're going to play a little game. You got a humidor to keep it? Like, how do you store all those things? It's all taken care of. He's got a humidifier, <laughs> an air conditioner, a heater. It's temperature controlled. There's a there's a security camera and an alarm system. Um, got to protect what's valuable. Wow. That's, protect this house. Absolutely. Now... You're going to compare the following people to a comic book character. Okay? Mm-hmm. First one. We'll start with something easy. Bobby Douglas. <coughs> I got to go. Bobby's like a Professor X. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Professor X. That's, got it. That's kind of where I was hoping he would go with that. Tom Brands. Hmm. I got to go with him like a Magneto. Oh, really? Why? Explain. <laughs> you know, for, I don't know much about <laughs> Magneto is, you know, has this evil plot to take over the world. At the same time, some di- some days he's an X-Men ally, but mostly he's trying to kill him. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> Hold on. Sion. So okay. when he's an ally, that's like when he's helping coach Team USA. For the yeah. longest time, I thought that was a hard E. You're telling me it's not Magneto, it's Magneto? Well, are you counting on him for Magneto, you know, leave my pronunciation alone. <laughs> yeah, let it be. Okay, but this is different. This is this is his world. Yeah. I, you don't get to pick the pronunciations for these guys. They're, they're made I, for you. I'll okay. allow Magneto. All right, next up, Kale Sanderson. Kale, you know, I got to go with more like uh, Cyclops. Really? <laughs> Why? Just, you know, Cyclops, and if you know any X-Men, you know, he's like a protege to Professor X. Um at the same time, you know, his strategic mind, thinking about the future and leading the next wave. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's very good. Yeah, that's – yeah, that – Love it. Holds up. Royce Alger. <laughs> Royce Alger? Oh, boy. I'm going to go with, like – you ever watch – you see the Brotherhood of Evil Mutant? I'm going to give him, like, the toad. Wow. I hope you don't see – I don't even know what that can mean. All right, last one. Kevin Dresser. <laughs> Kevin Dresser. I'm going to give him, like, a Doctor Doom. Okay, Dr. Doom. All right, tell me more about Dr. Doom. Sounds you know, like a nice guy. Dr. Doom, you know, most people, some say he's not a villain. Some say he's a hero. He owns his own little kingdom, you know, but always plotting his own scheme. Okay, got it. All right. All right. So that was comic book uh, section with Sion. A couple more things before we let you go. Now, in efforts to protect your comic book comic book vault, did you or did you not have a guard cat that you kept on your porch <laughs> that maybe decomposed and was there? There's still a stain from where the cat died and dried up and whatnot. Can you explain what happened there? Well, it wasn't my cat. It was my neighbor's cat that somehow always went into my door. Like my, I have like an avocado like this that mm-hmm. leads into my door. Somehow, like every time the neighbor's cat always went in there and I opened my door, he's sleeping in my door. Um, there's one, I went to Japan for a week back a while ago and then I 
one of the, one of the, one of the guys that was stayed with me, uh, Justin Hill, former Iowa Stater. He goes, "Hey, Sion, I think the neighbor's cat's dead in your doorway." <laughs> like, okay, what do you mean? Well, he's been there for like three days. He's starting to smell and blow up. Like, okay, <laughs> did you let the neighbor know? Ah, uh, no. I, I called the animal shelter to come pick it up, but they said you have to drag it out to the curve and uh, they'll come pick it up. I'm like, so wait a minute. The neighbor's cat died in my doorway. How long is this now? Well, it's been about five days. Like, So the, there's a dead cat in my doorway for five days. You're about to drag the neighbor's cat out to the curve in front of my house and not tell the neighbor so they're going to see their cat dead on their lawn and come talk to me about it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, he's like setup. well, I, didn't, I wasn't sure it was the neighbor's cat. Like, well, the cat is there in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, so so I, I get home. That's right when I'm getting up, like, on the way from the airport. I go, I knock on the neighbor's door. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, I think your cat's dead in my doorway. Um, and for the record, I was in Japan. I just got off a flight. Here's my ticket. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> you brought receipts? <laughs> well, I was just getting from the airport, so I had my uh, ticket slip in the po- my pocket. Mm-hmm. So the neighbor's like, we've been trying to find him for weeks. Like, so we get they like, so at this point, I still hadn't seen the cat. I walked to the door, and it's like just thinking. Did they try stinking. CPR? I don't think so. The, the cat was like, literally, it looked like it was about to explode. <laughs> Did they check its pulse or anything? Oh, no. So the neighbor came and, like, dragged them up, and then there was, like, furs and everything stuck to the front. So up to this day, there's, like, a body print of the cat still in my doorway three years later, even after power washing. That is a fact. Ca- so everybody comes over, like, what's that? And I'm like, well... That's in memory of the neighbor's cat that's still, like, embalmed in my doorway that I can't seem to get rid of that spot. Do you think the – is there – To this day, you know, I don't know. Justin might have had – under the suspicious details, I don't know. It might was have there, been Justin Hill. Was there Hill. foul play involved? I, I, um, I suspect Justin Hill might have something to do with it. I can't prove nothing <laughs> as I was out of the country, but okay, nobody sees something laying in your day, doorway for – a week and then think it's sleeping. Yeah. That's, and when it's smelling, about to explode. That's kind of low in the common sense department, although it just could be a very lethargic cat. They don't have a great work ethic. So, Sion, uh, David, Nomad, do you have anything for Sion before we let him go? I, Back to directing the operations. I mean, the, the I think the pet insensitivity piece is uh, is worth bringing up, especially like Insent- – Hey, hey <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We're, hey, we're in, we are in a, an Austin, Texas office where there are – Always pets roaming around the office. Everybody loves their pets. Yesterday we were in a we were in a benefits meeting, learning about our pet insurance. Mm-hmm. And the woman who was running the meeting describes this this story in which her dog was stung by a bee, goes into anaphylactic shock, and she she says, you know, three thousand dollars later we got it all sorted out, and you know, good thing for the pet insurance or whatever. Sion, while she says three thousand dollars later, your response was what? I would have buried him in the back of the house. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been it. That separates you from uh, from the from the pet lovers hey, here. The only the only pet I like is a fish. They stay in their bowl. Okay. Okay. There you go. Hey, Sion. Thank you for stopping by. All right, I'm out. He's out. We're back. Okay, so a lot more to get to because there's so much wrestling. Some not breaking breaking news. Taylor Lamont is back. This was theorized by us on FRL after the Orndorff explosion. Be like, man, it'd be really nice if uh, they got that really, really good 33-pounder back. Mm -hmm. And he's back. But in the circle of life, the way it be sometimes, Demetrius Romero out for the season. So the Lord giveth and taketh away. 
Lamont's in, Romero out. But what that means is we could have Taylor Lamont versus Seth Gross this week. Easing him back in. Nice, easy match to yes. to get started yeah. against the national champ. I was very mad because the day I was writing the 133-pound preview, and you know, I put the key dates in, right, like this, when we could see this top 10 matchup. <coughs> and as I was finishing it up, they sent out that post that Taylor Lamont's redshirting. So then I had to redo it, take him out of that, take him out of the, the predictions. But, yeah, this is going to be a great match, and I think this is a guy who can – Certainly challenge Seth. I believe we're all going to pick him to win, but stylistically someone who may be able to slow Seth down and give him some problems. And, I mean, we'll get a chance to see Lamont tomorrow before the, the Saturday match with Wisconsin. Um, Utah Valley's wrestling, South Dakota State, and like at a noon duel. So this is great. Friday at noon, you know, take your, duel. take your lunch break if they eat lunch wherever you wherever you work. <laughs> and uh, – and, and watch that, but yeah, I'm, I'll, you know, so we'll get a little bit of a sneak peek of Lamont. How does he look? Um, I imagine he'll look pretty good against South Dakota State, and then, uh, and then we'll see him against Seth Gross on Saturday. Yeah, it was weird, also, because he was taking an Olympic red shirt, but we didn't see him at the Feral, right? So I don't know, maybe the Greco plans changed. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, so let's get to this duel that Nomad and Mike Mal will be in attendance for: Northern <laughs> Iowa versus Nebraska. Number three versus number six. Uh, give a rundown of, of the, the top matches. To me, it, it seems like Vince, Lujan, Labriola, Steyer are the biggest matchups of that duel. But what do you think? How, how do you see this duel playing out? Well, <laughs> I see it, uh, first of all, first of all, I see Northern Iowa being absolutely packed. They're going to cram about 1,500 people in what feels like an 800-person gym. It, they're going to have the 1926 radiators cranked up to 87. So it's going to be hot. You it's call them radiators. Muddy. Oh, yeah. We, they're, they're old enough to be called radiators. Wow. <clears throat> but what what I would like to know and why we're, I'm going to be watching their match with Wyoming on Friday, I don't exactly know what Nebraska's lineup is going to look right. like. Right. We're going to learn a lot about their lineup against against Wyoming. Like What, what are the big questions? I guess 33, Heavyweight, 49. Yeah, 30, 33, 49 isn't so much for me. I think it's going to be Purinton. But heavyweight, we saw uh, Lance beat Jensen at It'll uh, be Journeyman. Lance. You think it'll be Lance? Yes. Okay. And then 33. So I'd yeah. like to, you know, kind of figure out what's what's going on there. Uh, and then on Northern Iowa's end, are they going to send out Holschlag again, or will it be Tyrell Gordon? Mm. Gordon's pretty good, though. He is. I like him. He is, but can he beat Schultz? He did not the last time they wrestled. Right. So okay, let's. Um, Red versus Blockus is interesting to me. Peyton Rob. Um, I'm excited to watch. Who do you think's the favorite on paper here to win the duel? <sighs> Man, I'm gonna say Nebraska because I feel. That's how I feel, but I don't know. Like I feel a little more. I guess I feel a little more comfortable in their big guns. Like in the in the matchups, I feel a little more comfortable with Labriola. I mean, I feel what's going to happen more... in Vince Lujan? Yeah, and that's Dude. A, that's that could be... really throw it because they I, both could pin each other. I feel a little more comfortable with Vince, but it's in Lujan's home gym. He probably has zero weight cut issues of any kind. He's probably got tons of energy. He's going to throw the kitchen sink at him. He hits standing Petersons like crazy. Mm-hmm. That has to count for something. <laughs> But then also, 
you know, on Nebraska's end, they have Isaiah White, who could potentially get bonus in his match. Chad Red will have a tough match. Uh, I mean, Thompson Schwarm, I, I guess Schwarm maybe on paper is the favorite, but I, man. I would not just, say after last week. No. Yeah, maybe not. Now, obviously, Schwarm is. Schwarm has some stuff on top that can give people problems, so that's kind of the X factor. Thompson's a freshman. Yeah. But then even the guys where, you know, you and I strong, so okay, you go block us, but he's got red. But, you know, Thompson has Purinton. Can he major him? He didn't last time they wrestled. So even in even with that home mat advantage, shout out Jude and Sam, I'm saying Nebraska, but I don't feel terribly good about it. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I th- it's, I like Nebraska at heavy, 97. I think those are big matches, and I think they win those. Yeah, I think it's Nebraska. But, man, if things get rolling there, Blockus, if you know, Chad Red has looked good this year, but he's not immune to a down match, right? I think he's better than Blockus, but some something crazy little uh, West Gym magic could go down. I think it's going to be a super competitive duel, though. Where would you like to start if you are Coach Doug Schwab? If I am Coach Doug Schwab, um, I would love to, I would like to start at, like, 97. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where I would like to start as well. Wow. <laughs> would Doug Schwab like to? Yeah. Oh, it'd be so great to end with 74 and 84. Yeah, that's those, so fun. Those, are, those matches are going to be unbelievable. I'm also really interested in 125. Um, Alex Thompson, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of questions about how good he can be at 125. Um, Jay Schwarm starting a little slow this season, um, so maybe vulnerable there in that matchup. But I think also we've seen Schwarm just like from week to week f- flip the script and like be really good. So I don't know. I'm I'm I feel like that is one of the most unpredictable matches as well. And then if you're Coach Mark Manning, where would you like to start? Hmm. 74. I'd like to start it at 49. 49? Close with red. I'd rather close, close with red? I'd rather close with Isaiah White. Yeah. Well, that's – but so I thought about that because I feel like that's a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. So you get you get some of the – because it's just so deflating, right, when you're – like the duel's not locked up, but you're looking, you're looking over and it's 18 to 6 with three matches left. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't – this isn't going tough. so well. Mm-hmm. So I thought about that, and I think you get that win early. Okay. Or relatively early, I guess, within the first three matches. Okay. I could see it. Then you're coming down the – yeah, and 25-33, those are all going to be winnable for both teams, really. Yeah, so. there's certainly – yeah, there's certainly some toss-ups in there, which this is just like a great – duel. so you have your high-level matchups, right? Mm-hmm. you got like a couple really good ones. You're going to have a couple that are certainly in favor one way, and then – some some interesting toss-ups and some guys who you know could work themselves into rankings, work themselves in the qualifier conversation, mm-hmm. just show some some levels of consistency. So it, it's and and the home crowd again is going to be awesome. Um, the coaches are going to be all over the place. Yeah. Very high energy staff. So uh, this duel just I'm really glad I'm going to be there. I, I think it has a lot to offer, and I think uh, you're going to need to go. You're going to need to go dual screen because there's going to be part of this that's on the same time as Iowa, Iowa State. Oh man. Okay, so we'll do that. All right, I want to get to some uh, some pickums. Uh, so maybe get your sheet out again. We'll throw in some of the big matches and uh, make our predictions here. Okay, starting with Minnesota versus Oklahoma State, Caden Feller versus Mitch McKee at 141 pounds. 
Coach Smith made it sound like we would see G back in the mix at 141. We haven't seen him at 41 in a while. And Mitch McKee is really, really good. And I can't wait for this match. I think it's a great one. Um, and I'll get it started. I'll say G Feller, winner by decision over Mitch McKee. Where is this duel? Is Gallagher Iba Arena? Oh, it was in historic Gallagher Iba Arena. Historic Gallagher Iba. Excuse me. First, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go the other way. While oh, you're yeah. while you're while you're taking a, a deep breath, I man, Mitch McKee has like been on assassin mode this season. Like he's just has been taking guys out. I think, I think Mitch McKee um, just maybe overpowers G first time down at the weight, and uh, I think right. Did he wrestle OCU? Open. No, this is this is G's first first, first time down at the weight. That's why I'm picking McKee. First match of the year, knock the rust off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not gonna be able to knock the rust off against a guy like uh, McKee, and also just it's McKee's senior year, and I just feel like he's kind of gonna be locked in for the entirety of this year, and just gonna be real problems, and especially in a weight that's a little more wide open. And we have probably been underrating and maybe disrespecting yeah. him a little bit, maybe not including him in the conversation. So I'm gonna go with Mitchell here. I think I think this is a I think it's a real toss up match, mm-hmm. but I I think both guys operating at a hundred, which is what we kind of assume. I do think okay. G is better and has I, I just like his leg attacks. I think he has more ways to score and he's really good on top as well. Although McKee is so dangerous in so many ways. Sticking with this duel, his chest lock's awesome. Bulu Allen versus Brayton Lee. Yeah, baby. John Smith loves Bulu Allen so much, which makes me love. Bulu Allen and think he's going to win here. Because I love Brayton Lee, but I just think Boo, super savvy, senior, a lot of ways to score. Uh, I'm, it's Zach Gallagher, Iba. I have Boo over Brayton. I think he, I think he gets the takedowns. I don't think. Uh, I think Brayton, Brayton's really good um, with his reattacks, but I think. Boo gets to the leg so well, he's not going to miss a lot of his leg attacks. Like when he attacks, he gets to a lock. Whether he scores or not is another thing, but he's going to get in. So I think that's going to mitigate some of Brayton's best stuff. So that's why I think Boo wins it. It is, it is not fun. He is having some dramatic I know, size. I know. Yeah. Well, these are good ones. These are, you pick good ones. You pick good ones. Thank you. It is never fun picking multiple against multiple Cowboys. Uh, I just watched he something with with Mike Malambu from last year, and he was pointing out it's like, yeah, we've won ninety seven percent of duels in Gallagher Iba or whatever, and it's because of matches like this that are often the balance that mm-hmm. go the way of the Cowboys. However, I don't know, Bull Wallen always hurt, and I really like Brayton Lee, so I'm gonna go with Brayton. Not feeling too good about it. I'm going with Boo because I I don't know. If- how much I can trust what we've seen out of Brayton so far, right? He uh, he wrestled just a couple matches at Dactronics and then pulled out of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me wonder if if there's something going on or if he's just maybe on a pitch count. Um, his match against Russell Rolfing, that was a good win to get because Rolfing's a hard guy to beat, but and he's just like a tricky wrestler. Mm-hmm. But um, but man, if it's if it's close like that with Rolfing, if he's being pulled out of the tournaments, uh, I I don't I don't think he. I don't know, maybe is is ready to beat a guy like Boo. Although maybe that was why they pulled him out, right? Maybe that's maybe that's why they wanted him at full strength was for a match like this. But sure. I, I think uh, just looking at all the things kind of going into Brayton's season, I'm I'm going with Boo Allen. Okay. Next up. 
What a weekend for this young man. Trent Hydley versus Lou Dupre. He has Lou Dupre and Ben Darmstadt, number two and number three, this weekend. Uh, that's, that is awesome. Now. Not just this weekend, one day. During the same day? Singular day. Oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a day. Okay, that's, out, that's outstanding. Now, do we have those matches live? The Binghamton one, we do. Okay, got it. Which for the, okay? Do you want to switch them because the Cornell one is first? I do not care. And Just for the sake of yeah, sure. Ben Darmstadt first. Okay. Well, now what? I really am super high on Hydley coming into this year. I really think he's gonna do well. I think he's all American, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he's gonna notch some big wins. But anytime it's against um, guys that have like multiple paths to victory, like. Lou is really good on top and on his feet, and Darmstadt has, like, 12 different tricks. I don't think that's, like, the freshman, the template for freshman, like, upset stuff, right? I think if there's one that's more likely, I'll say it's probably Darmstadt because I think he's uh, just a little le- – I mean, he's a lot less conventional than, like, everybody. And I could see Trent's underhooks maybe giving him some problem from a power standpoint. Um, but I will say Darmstadt gets it done here. Uh, we saw Darmstadt have some issues with power guys, and I believe power that's forwards. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be an issue. He's going to get power washed here. Uh, no, he's not going to get power washed. <sighs> but no, Hadley's going to Hadley's going to take this one. Really? Yeah. Wow. With confidence. I, not with score wise. But, I don't think you're crazy. But with confidence. Buddy. I really don't. I think I think Hadley's going to win one of these two matches, and I feel like. Darmstadt has too many. I mean, he has too many tricks. He's like one of those guys that I think once you maybe have felt him, um, that I don't know allows you to prepare a little bit differently. But I, for some reason, feel like Darmstadt gets the win over Hydley, but then Hydley gets the win over Dupre. Whoa! Um, and I don't want to. I mean, I, I know we're you know sticking on one pick, but like that that Hydley Dupre match. I feel like the way. I mean, my my last like memory of Dupre is watching him knock off Darmstadt. And the way that he knocked off Darmstadt, I think, is going to be um, a little harder to execute on Hydley, who's so he's he's so solid positionally. Darmstadt's a guy that like you can get to his legs, right? It's like can you finish? Uh, I, I think Dupre may have a hard time getting to Hydley's legs, just given how how tough he looked in the underhooks at Junior Worlds. So so I'm in these two matches. I'm going Darmstadt over Hydley, and then. Hydley over Dupre later in the day. I'll take Lou. Lou, Lou. I feel like I'm kind of being a wimp because I, <laughs> I kind of like I deep down kind of do think he gets one of them, but I don't want to pick him to beat Darmstadt because that's the one I think is most likely. Look, Trent's a salty dog, right? He's a fully loaded hoagie. So how many <laughs> how many different things are you gonna call him? He's a sandwich. Yes. So. I feel very confident that he's going to beat Darmstadt. I feel very confident that it does not matter. The leg attacks are not going to matter. Dupre is going to win the match on the mat. Hmm. They wrestled one time several years ago, April 2016. That was 3-0 in favor of Dupre, and I think it's going to be similar to that one. No. I think Dupre is going to get riding time. I think he's going to get out, and so it'll be like 2-1, maybe 3-1, maybe pick up a stall on Trent from top. If Trent beats Darmstadt earlier in the day, celebrates with the sandwich, 
Does yeah. that change how the match with the No, because I have I have highly beaten Darmstadt. Okay. Well, oh, there all right. I have that knowledge ready. All right. He already knows that happened. It's old news to Nomad. Okay. <laughs> I wonder how the Wayans are going to. I need to figure out hey, how the Wayans are going to. Hey, and this isn't really too. a thing yet, but I'm just, just wanting on all y'all's radar Colton Yapujian and Hayden Hydley. Colton Yapujian is going to be a thing this year. Okay, just. We're not doing a pick em for that one. Let's do a pick em. Hydley. Nah, uh, Hayden. I'm going to do it. I don't know, I'm picking Hayden. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What if I did? Not yet. But you're trying you're trying to get everybody on the I Yapusian just want radar. To know. On the on the Yapusian radar. Yes. Okay. Very nice. I want y'all to know. So that's why I put it in there. Taylor Lamont versus Seth Gross. Does anyone have the <laughs> You don't have the guts. You don't have the guts to pick. <laughs> <have> the guts. <laughs> y'all gotta watch Last Chance. Can you if you haven't watched Last Chance U, I highly encourage you to do so. Especially the Jason Brown season. Actually, all of them. But all especially them. Jason Brown. And uh, can you get, uh, maybe, you could probably J- better explain. Jason Brown, this guy, it's like, how was how this man ever employed? I don't know. Biggest, one of the biggest questions, one of the biggest mysteries around that show. But uh, <laughs> at the end of this, the second season, second Jason Brown season of Last Chance U, spoiler alert, it's pretty inevitable that <laughs> this man will not be employed by... Uh, whatever community college, uh, Indy, Indy, Indy something. Yeah, community what was it? Independence what? Community College yeah. uh, in Kansas. Pretty sure this dude's losing his job, and he's he's um, reflecting on uh, you know his I guess past season and thinking about his future options and over you know after he's already had like several several servings of scotch and uh, he says like he says <laughs> looks at the cameras he's like he's like man. These these ads they don't they're gonna have the balls to hire me. It's like that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> he puts it on them. <laughs> he puts it on these guys, right? Like, yeah. If uh, if I don't have a job, it's not because of me. It's because these athletic directors won't take a, the, the kind of risk a that complete a, and total disaster. Yeah. <laughs> because I believe we're all gonna pick gross. Yeah. Correct. Let's set a line. Make it a little spicier. Minus one and a half. I'm setting it. I think it's a close match. I'll take the over. I feel like two and a half is where the line should be. I think that's, that's where my head. That's, that's where my so two and a half. Yeah, that's where my head went. I was like minus two and a half for gross. I will take. I, I will take the. I'll take Lamont. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Give me, give me gross. This one has six four seven five written all over it. Written. So you think gross covers? I do by at least three. Yeah, all right. I think so. Okay, certainly reasonable. That made it much better. Yeah, that extra point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could do that for for some of these. All right, we already did Carr and Young in the previous ones. Uh, let's see if there's any other ones. No, I think that's it. I think we we picked them enough. Any other ones you wanted to talk about? Um, Unless you want to do some more line setting. I, w- I wanted to maybe expand on Labriola, Styart, and Vince Lujan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Let's do that. Labriola, Styart, and Vince Lujan. Those should definitely be in there. Yeah. So um, let's start with Labriola versus... Stired. I, I think it's an interesting match because I think there's two super athletes. I think Stired's an amazingly tough guy to take down. The West Gym atmosphere and having seen Labriola wrestle really, really hard and then kind of like fade makes me wonder if that's going to be a thing here. I think in a vacuum, Labriola has more ways to score and win the match. Uh, I'm not going to predict first. I'll let you guys go first. I'm just setting the table here. I've already, oh boy, I've already picked two Gophers to win in Gallagher Iba and toss ups. Yeah, keep on with the so, teams. See how that goes. Yeah, the the odds of me 
going four for four on away guys seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. So one of them, one of them's not going to come through. Um, I think Mike. I think Mikey Labriola, all things considered, is a better wrestler than Bryce Dyert. Bryce Dyert is. What is he? He's tough as a day old steak. I don't wow. know. I'm gonna go Labriola. That one, this one, I do not. This one, I may have the least amount of comfortability with. Yeah, we, we were talking before the show started, which apparently some of you may have listened to. You may have heard that. Um, we were, we were talking about like, man, how there are times in a match where Labriola looks like maybe unbeatable. That match he had with with David McFadden last year at NCAA's, but then McFadden ended up coming back and winning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that point you made about Labriola maybe the better sort of wrestler, uh, but maybe start winning is 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 a good point. But I, I think Labriola gets it done in this match. I got Labriola. Um, I don't know. He's he's so relentless in his attacks, which I think sometimes is maybe why it's hard to finish a match because he just mm-hmm. goes so hard. But I do think Labriola gets gets this one. I'll take uh, I'll take Steyer in this one. I think Steyer gets it done. What's going to happen is I'm going to show up in Cedar Falls on Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lee's going to be like, X, Y, Z, here's why we're beating Labriola. Yeah. And then I'll be like, dang, God it. Yeah. Well, you don't know that's what's going to happen. You can, just, you can draw it up however you want. Sure. Doesn't mean anything. Um, okay. 84, Vince Lujan, two oh. pin masters. Uh, I think Vince is probably, I mean, just to you, Take just a ton and just say, "Wow, this guy almost beat Zahid Valencia." Let's take him. Um, Vince has given Zahid like Vince has taken Zahid down. You mean like, Luhan? I'm sorry, Luhan has taken uh, he hit Zahid that little down. Elbow he, control. Mm-hmm. He scootered him, but um, I think this is Vince. I'm going Luhan on this one. Man, you're gonna be over too, bro. These guys both look Scoot City. These guys both looked pretty good this last weekend. Yeah, or. To, you know, in the first couple of weeks, um, Venz, right? That great match that he had with uh, with Zahid. But Lujan beat Sammy Colbray. Um, good win up at the weight. I mean, I, I know that's always a question, like when especially guys move up, are they big enough? And I think he is. Um, man, this is going to be a lot of points on the board, I think. And uh, and I think I, I got Lujan in West Gym. Over under. 15? Under. Mm, a lot of scrambles and exchanges that are stalemated. 7 to 8. I got... Mm. Well, that's too short to bet the under. I'm going over. Yeah. Who do you have, though? I have Luhan. You have Luhan. Oh, yeah. All right. Yes, yeah, so we got some good... We got some yeah. good... Uh, uh, we'll have to remember this now, come Tuesday. Well, I'm going to tweet it. Total it up. Uh, so you... Just to be sure, you have Young, right? That was what you said in the white That's what I said, and that's what I say. All right. All then right. so we have my picks for the week: McKee, Brayton, Hydley, Dupre, Lamont, covering, Carl, Labriola, Lujan. Cool, and you can tweet out ours. You don't have yep. to read them all. Okie doke. So we did we did this. Uh, what? Just picking against guys makes you nervous. Yeah. Hey, you might get stabbed. That's true. With, wow. an ice, with an ice pick. You just don't know. Can't roll it out. Yeah. All right. Steyer just comes up behind me with a Bowie knife. <laughs> it's like, it. just got back from hunting, man. Yeah. All right. Let's do some questions from friends. Last uh, last show, we, we ended up going accidentally, like, really, really long. I didn't <laughs> mean to do that. Kind of lost track of time with you guys. Quite a bit. 
Okay, this is something that Nomad does. Um, sometimes he thinks people can't understand how to balance their day and schedule watching wrestling and <laughs> doing their household chores. So sometimes we need the assist. So this is more of a request for Wrestling Nomad from Mike Honcho. Can you play my Saturday to watch wrestling while coaching at a tournament? Wrestling for us starts at 9 Eastern. Semis around 3. This is way too much detail. How can I effectively coach and watch college wrestling? You can't. You're gonna have oh. you're gonna have a lot of issues. Just have your kids all go zero and two, and then you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell them to take top when they're supposed to take bottom. Tell them to take bottom when they're supposed to take top. Have take the top wood. cut. Yeah, send them in the That's with their fun. straps down. That's a surefire high school disqualification. Have the Lindenwood open on your app all day, so make sure you have a good charging station because it's there's gonna be a lot of matches you're gonna want to watch. Then there's going to be a break. You know, there's going to be a break in between the semis. So you're going to be able to watch Wisconsin-Utah Valley. Then, like we said, make sure all your kids are done. You'll be home in time to watch NC State Binghamton. Boom. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid weekend. Speaking of attire issues, I once had a kid who he went out there with his knee pad, like, down. It was, like, around his calf. The, the ref hit him for a point. Wow. That's bullcrap. That, that's that's bull not, it does not have to be on your knee. Does it have to be on your knee? That's why this guy... I'm telling you guys, if you knew some of these refs in Virginia, they're so terrible. They just want to be involved. This guy was the king of the double stall. Love it. You guys, you know, bad wrestlers, they come out, boom, they get in the collar tie, and they don't really know what they're doing. He'd hit them both. Which I, man, anyways, Shenandoah Valley officiating, you guys, made me uh, made me lose my mind. Man, this would have been great. The sport, do better. This would have been great um, to have. Here's the, the issue with this. We needed... The way we do this game with Sion is we haven't pronounced things. We got a little taste of it with <laughs> Mantaloni, and uh, he he messed up Cassiope. He threw, he threw he got extra, it right. He threw an extra syllable in there somewhere. Yeah, which with Cassiope is tough. Cassiope or something. Yeah. yeah. So like it, something. he was famous for Pat Papaluzio <laughs> was a good one. He did uh, Kolodozik for Kolodzik. We should have had uh, – we could have done Echimindia and Kolioko. What Tyru? Yeah, David Ty- Tyrell. He called him Tyru. <laughs> Give me Tyru. So, yeah, we should have him back. We'll, we need a whiteboard to write him down because if we say them, then he knows how to say them, Bailey Brown. But, yeah, I think that would be great. Which you see weekend matchup is most likely to produce an NCAA finalist 2020? Carr versus Young, Dupre versus Heidley, Orndorff versus Hilger. Like, a, like an NCAA, we should do Orndorff versus Hilger. Like put, an put NCAA finals match? Like, th- like, a, th- like this rematch will happen in the finals? Is that the question? Or just finalist. one, one, one finalist. person will make the finals? Right, one, one of the individuals will be a finalist. Okay. I'll say Carr versus Young. Because that's the one where I think both could be. I could see a world where both those guys are in the finals. Not against each other, but like... You know but one I mean? of the two. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Whereas I don't see Hilger. That's probably the Orndorf. smart money. I could see Dupre in the finals. Um That's yeah, I could see Dupre in the finals. Uh Vince Zuhan also. Well, yeah. that wasn't one of the ones listed, but sure. yeah. Uh, yeah. that's that's FR this is at FRL Brain Bus. Gross Lamont. No. Um yeah, I think Spencer Lee, Alex Mackle. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah, Carr Young, I think, is the right answer. All right, All of and, these Carr Young. And a quick pick 'em. Orndorff versus Hilger. I've got Thor. Where's the match happening? The match at altitude is happening in the great state of Utah. Orndorff is just looks so good. Give me, give me Orndorff. I have Thor. Last year they wrestled. It was a sudden victory match in favor of Hilger. 
Mm -hmm. I like Thor to win this one. Mm -hmm. uh, when competing, did you ever judge a wrestler by their shoes? Yeah, especially in middle school. Yeah, it was a you big, knew. I no, I I like tricked myself a lot of times into like losing matches against guys that weren't very good because they had super cool shoes. <laughs> wow. I, uh, when I wrestled, no. I didn't know enough to know what the shoes could even mean, and then I would just get pinned. So. You would see a guy with those like those old like Air Jordan shoes, and you're like, this guy's getting decked. This guy's getting pinned. <laughs> yeah, basketball player in his shoes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I didn't really. I mean, like I paid attention to the shoes. I'd be like, those are cool shoes, but I was never like, oh, that guy's shoes means he's good. Got it. Yeah. There are some uh, thanks early Thanksgiving questions. I think we we're gonna do those uh, next week. Uh, yeah, great. We'll get into it. We love we love talking uh, Thanksgiving. It's only a week away. What's the NCAA D one pin record? Uh, if Cassie beats the Iowa pin record, will he have the NCAA record? No. Askren's right. I think Askren has it. I'm not entirely sure. Do you know Wrestling Nomad? Uh, it is Gene Mills. Oh, yes. Like I said, Gene, Gene Mills. As we all said. But know. it also may be Wade Schaus. Both of them had over 100 pins. Uh-oh. Which had the better percentage? We'll go to Wade. Uh, which, had a better, which had a better head snap technique? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the number? Uh, it's one, supposedly 107 versus 106. But there is some... Oh, uh, gosh. There's, unsurprisingly, wrestling, one of the worst sports at archiving itself. Yeah. yeah. Baseball has accurate record keeping going back to pre Civil War. Yeah. Wrestling has accurate record keeping going back to three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. My my son is always hitting me with this trivia too. You know, he's like, who had the most grand slams? It's like, oh, it's this guy from 1902. I'm like, all right, dude. I thought it was Barry Bonds. Okay. <laughs> Nomadisms. More likely to happen in Iowa State duel. DeSanto versus Gomez at 41. Cast with a pin, followed by a team point for celebration. Mm. Car bonus over Young or Dresser versus Terry shouting match. Bench is clear. So the benches have to clear. Dresser uh, and Terry will yell at each yeah, other, but it, the benches won't clear. The benches clear makes that one. That one was number one until it said benches clear. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's B. Cast with a pin, followed by the team point for celebration. Look. I think that's... He gives a break stick or something? Look, I think he goes ice pick. This is D. <laughs> this what? is clearly no. D. Bench is clear? Yes. And it's a mental tactic by the Iowa State coaches to try to get some team points deducted. It's not a bad, it's not a bad strategy. All right. That'd be interesting. This is mental warfare. And, you know, look, Hawkeyes don't back down from a fight. Mm -hmm. You want chest up? It's also only Hawkeyes coaching in this match. Yes. For both teams. Fair. So it's just going to be, yeah. I don't see how do the, Now, how do you, when you, when we have the coaches line up, he's like, all right, I've got, you know, Dresser's like I got I got Tom and then Metcalf's like okay I got Terry and then Morningstar's got Saint John. Saint John. Who gets Telford? No. Nope. This is this is where the the uh, they're missing a step. Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna have to call uh, Gadsden in off Kyvin, the mic. They're gonna need Kyvan off the mic in yeah. in helping because I don't I don't know. <laughs> he jumps over the table. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh their strength coach Ben Durbin uh, uh Turbo Durbin Turbo Durbin as you call him apparently. That's his. That's his name. Okay, I think it's. I thought it was Ben. Learn, but. learn yourself up on the turbos. Okay, turbo, turbo team. Okay, so um, got it. Um, ah, uh, any other questions? Oh, I'll say Desanto versus Gomez at one forty-one. 
is most likely. Most likely to happen. Really? They're I both, don't see that happening. They're both for I mean, I think they're both way at all. Okay. All right. Well, it's better. I think it's more likely than a bench clearing situation. You couldn't see Cassiope getting a team point deducted, getting a pin. Nah. He's not a team point deduction guy. Nah. Wow. Okay. All right. And if it does, right back on Tuesday, I will start my holy war against team points getting deducted. Hey, we need to do our Tuesday headlines. Tuesday headlines. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's got to be it's got to be big. Got to be big, big. Right? You're kind of calling your shot. You don't even have to necessarily believe it's going to happen. Um okay. Tuesday headlines. Number 2, Trent Hidley, NC State Wolfpack. That's what I was thinking. Um Yeah, that could definitely happen. Uh So your Tuesday headlines he beats both to pray and darm set, okay? You you went you went similar one last time. Yep. Jojo. Jojo Aragona. Yep. So that's that's on brand for you. I like the freshman. Hmm. Someone say someone should say Cyclone shocked the world. Well, Sion said that. That was his Tuesday headline. That's his Tuesday headline. That's his that's his frequent headline. All right, <laughs> get him going. Um. Man, I had that. I had that highly. Headline loaded up to you. Um, All right. This is a tough That's one. That's it. It's just my headline. No. All right. Hold get, on. Get give, something give out me, there. Give, well, give, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Bray, you got one? Uh, let's, oh. let's, 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 say, um, let's say Minnesota knocks off Oklahoma State. All right. That'd be Minnesota. pretty surprising. That would be surprising, given that they just lost, lost the rider. rider. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's a good one. I'm going to say... You should say Lamont over Gross. You know you want to. Nope. I'm going to say... Oh, boy. I got nothing. Tur- All right, let's Turbo, go. Turbo Durbin wins brawl. <laughs> yeah. Turbo Durbin puts Telford through a halogen bulb. Wow. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Oh, I got one. Gavin Teasdale does not win Lindenwood Open. Ooh. Is he going to Lindenwood Open? Yes. That's my Tuesday headline. Gavin Teasdale does not win Lindenwood Open. What do they do with him? Well, they, well, they, he doesn't win it? Yeah. Well, he already okay. didn't win the Luther. Sure. So he's not going to win a harder tournament. Yeah. Okay. All right. You don't always have to stick your neck out there, but that I would be. You know what? If I had to pick, I would say Gavin wins Lindenwood. So it would it will uh, still surprise me. I will I will be bullish on Gavin for a while. Okay. With that said, we're ready to go. We're gonna call it a week of FRL. We thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we need to remember the Tuesday headline before we start the show. Yeah, we need to like put it in. <laughs> it's the like document. the second time we forgot to do I it. I know. Well, it's a, it's kind of a new. Most of our segments we only do once. Yes. So. It's kind of shit. This one's got some staying power. I I think so too. I think it's a really good one. I don't think it's like original to us, but it is a a good one all the same. We thank you so much for listening. So much going on live. Iowa, Iowa State. I'm going to be there. You'll be at UNI, Nebraska. Binghamton, NC State. Lindenwood Open. There's a lot of other stuff I'm forgetting because there's so much live this weekend. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next Tuesday. Come heck or high water. Thank you.